Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, hello, wherever and whenever you are, and welcome to Stories of Your and Yours. My name is Sean Ennis, and today, in addition to some news, we will meet a gentleman by the name of Duck. Well, it's been a while since we've been together, dear listener, and I've got a few things to attend to before we get into today's quick story. I'm working on putting together season three of the show, but just because you haven't heard from me on this feed doesn't mean that there's been no content to be heard. No, in fact, I've recently been a regular guest on the excellent Explores podcast. Kate Armstrong over at the Explores has started a new season, and I've been a guest voice on everything that's aired thus far. If you subscribe to that show, which you certainly should, you'll hear me sprinkling in quotes from ancient Greeks regarding the roles and perceptions of women of that time. But I haven't only been a guest. There's also been stories of your and yours content. Indeed, patrons of this very program have heard no less than the first three parts of The Turn of the Screw, which comprises the first twelve chapters of that story. If you enjoyed part one, part two and three are available for you right now over at patreon.com SYY podcast, and the rest will be available before season three starts. In fact, part four will be going up shortly if it's not already there. Also over at the Patreon, I've released the first two episodes of Spot the Lie, which features Moxie from Your Brain on Facts, Eric from Fan Theory World, Ryan from Conspiracy Theoryology, and myself. And what we have with Spot the Lie is a trivia game show where each host takes turns trying to decide which of the other three is making up his or her fact surrounding that episode's topic. For example, in episode one, the main topic was medicine, and Moxie chose the subtopic of patent medicines. I then told Moxie about the patent medicine called Pink Pills for Pale People. If you want to hear all about those miracle pills, and whether or not I was full of it, head on over to the Patreon. And finally, a big hello to anyone who has discovered the show between seasons, and I know that there's a few of you out there, so welcome aboard. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned, because there's plenty more on the way. Now, you know I wouldn't just post an episode and not tell you a story, so let's move on to that part of the program. Today's story is by the great Ambrose Bierce, and it's called A Man With Two Lives. Of course, as you know, I like to give some background on both the author and the story, but I've given the background on Ambrose Bierce before, back in episode 5 of season 1, and quite honestly, I looked for a history on this story, and I just got nothing. It was originally published somewhere, but I don't know where. That does happen from time to time, especially with these shorter pieces, and such is our luck today. So, without further ado, enjoy this week's story. The Man with Two Lives by Ambrose Bierce Here is the queer story of David William Duck related by himself. Duck is an old man living in Aurora, Illinois, where he is universally respected. He is commonly known, however, as Dead Duck. In the autumn of 1866, I was a private soldier of the 18th Infantry. My company was one of those stationed at Fort Phil Kearney, commanded by Colonel Carrington. The country is more or less familiar with the history of that garrison, particularly with the slaughter of the Sioux, of a detachment of eighty-one men and officers, not one escaping, through disobedience of orders by its commander, the brave but reckless Captain Fetterman. When that occurred, I was trying to make my way with important dispatches to Fort C.F. Smith on the Bighorn. 
As the country swarmed with hostile Indians, I traveled by night and concealed myself as best I could before daybreak. The better to do so, I went afoot, armed with a Henry rifle, and carrying three days' rations in my haversack. For my second place of concealment, I chose what seemed in the darkness a narrow canyon leading through the range of rocky hills. It contained many large boulders, detached from the slopes of the hills. Behind one of these, in a clump of sagebrush, I made my bed for the day, and soon fell asleep. It seemed as if I had hardly closed my eyes, though in fact it was near midday, when I was awakened by the report of a rifle, the bullet striking the boulder just above my body. A band of Indians had trailed me and had me nearly surrounded. The shot had been fired with an execrable aim by a fellow who had caught sight of me from the hillside above. The smoke of his rifle betrayed him, and I was no sooner on my feet than he was off his and rolling down the declivity. Then I ran in a stooping posture, dodging amongst the clumps of sagebrush in a storm of bullets from invisible enemies. The rascals did not rise and pursue, which I thought rather queer, for they must have known by my trail that they had to deal with only one man. The reason for their inaction was soon made clear. I had not gone a hundred yards before I reached the limit of my run, the head of the gulch which I had mistaken for a canyon. It terminated in a concave breast of rock, nearly vertical and destitute of vegetation. In that cul-de-sac I was caught like a bear in a pen. Pursuit was needless. They had only to wait. They waited. For two days and nights, crouching behind a rock topped with a growth of mesquite and with a cliff at my back, suffering agonies of thirst and absolutely hopeless of deliverance, I fought the fellows at long range, firing occasionally at the smoke of their rifles as they did at that of mine. Of course, I did not dare to close my eyes at night, and the lack of sleep was a keen torture. I remember the morning of the third day which I knew was to be my last. I remember rather indistinctly that in my desperation and delirium I sprang out into the open and began firing my repeating rifle without seeing anybody to fire at. And I remember no more of that fight. The next thing I recollect was my pulling myself out of a river just at nightfall. I had not a rag of clothing and knew nothing of my whereabouts, but all that night I traveled, cold and footsore, toward the north. At daybreak I found myself at Fort C.F. Smith, my destination, but uh, without my dispatches. The first man that I met was a sergeant named William Briscoe, whom I knew very well. You can fancy his astonishment at seeing me in that condition, and my own at his asking who the devil I was. Dave Duck, I answered. Who should I be? He stared like an owl. You do look it, he said, and I observed that he drew a little away from me. What's up? he added. I told him what had happened to me the day before. He hurried me through, still staring. Then he said, My dear fellow, if you are Dave Duck, I ought to inform you that I buried you two months ago. I was out with a small scouting party and found your body, full of bullet holes and newly scalped, somewhat mutilated otherwise, too, I am sorry to say, right where you say you made your fight. Come to my tent and I'll show you your clothing and some letters I took from your person. The commandant has your dispatches. He performed that promise, he showed me the clothing which I resolutely put on, the letters which I put into my pocket. He made no objection, then took me to the commandant, who heard my story and coldly ordered Briscoe to take me to the guardhouse. On the way I said, Bill Briscoe, did you really and truly bury the dead body that you found in these togs? Sure, just as I told you. It was Dave Duck, all right. Most of us knew him. And now, you damned impostor, you better tell me who you are, 
I'd give something to know, I said. A week later, I escaped from the guardhouse and got out the country as fast as I could. Twice I have been back, seeking for that fateful spot in the hills, but unable to find it. Hope you've enjoyed this extra between seasons episode of stories of your and yours and if you did i'd love it if you spread the word and leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts and i'll read it on the show we've got a few new ones to read for season three but there's still room for your review on these very airwaves if you want to hear the turn of the screw make sure you sign up over at patreon.com syy podcast where you'll also get all kinds of other extra rewards and for a full list of music and sound effect credits please visit syypodcast.libsyn.com slash blog. The next time you hear me on this feed, it'll be time for Season 3, and I'll be starting the season once again with a visit from our good friend, Mr. Poe. Until then, this has been Stories of Your and Yours. I've been Sean Ennis. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>